All right. Welcome back to our uh, podcast series, Machine Learning and AI Applications. Today in the season three, podcast six, which is the overall podcast 26, we are focusing a bit on a different kind of uh, AI concept, which is about situation handlings or alert mechanisms. This is one of those key pillars in AI where we anticipate what is happening. And this is mainly focused around the user-centric behavior or the human behavior and how we anticipate what is happening and then how we react to that. And this acts like a glue in the complete AI end-to-end business processes. So today I have invited two guests from SAP who will talk about some of these concepts and how SAP has worked on these concepts and how SAP has built some of these uh, uh, forward-looking scenarios and how these are embedded into the AI business processes or the business processes which enhance uh, by incorporating this AI technology. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. And as always, at the end of the conversation or at the end of the podcast, we'll provide you more details about this. All right, welcome back. This is Raghu Banda. And today, as part of the machine learning and AI uh, series, we are doing a podcast around situation handling, another one of the pillars in AI. Uh, so today I have invited two guests from SAP, Knut Manske and uh, Anna Gonkalvis. Um, hello, uh, Knut, welcome on board. Can you please do a brief introduction from your end? Hi, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you are listening to this. Um, so I'm Knut Manska, I'm the engineering lead for situation handling and responsibility management. And I'm working in the product engineering of Svahana Cloud. And I'm with SAP now for, for a while, so it's uh, 17 years, I think. And started in research earlier and brought this topic here across into the product development. And I'm proud to a certain degree that that made it into the product. So happy to be here. Thank you for the invite. Thank you, Knut. Awesome to get you on board. And over to you, Anna. Could you also provide a, a brief introduction from your end as well? Hello, everybody. My name is Anna Gonsalves. I'm part of the S4HANA AI incubation team, and I'm the product manager for situation handling and intelligent situation automation. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Anna. So let us uh, start the podcast. Uh, so generally the way I do this podcast is that I start with a teaser question. And in the same way, I will put this teaser question to you as well, Knut. Uh, I know we all have a lot of experiences in the way we lead, whether it is our personal lives or professional lives. And we come across different aspects of machine learning or AI. We might have noticed that in the past, some activities without even we know that there is now some kind of an AI component to it. One such or one or a couple of examples would you like to provide so that we can get started on this uh, conversation? Yeah, so um, good question. Yeah, and um, 
I, I thought about that for a moment, yeah, and um, the the real thing that I'm that I'm using frequently and that I really like and that really helps me a lot in my my life is uh, the Google Translate, yeah. So uh, you can type in stuff, yeah, and also get the translation immediately. But uh, more moreover, yeah, you can also scan signs, yeah, when 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 they are shown and usually are then in, in places where you don't get easily help, yeah. So for instance, I remember being here around in Europe, so I'm living in Europe. So, um, and there you have signs in French, Spanish and whatever, and you might not understand everything, even if you know some of the, the characters. And, but it gets even worse if you, at least for me, if I'm in India, yeah, and then you can't read the characters anymore. Yeah, and then there it's really of, of, of yeah, great help yeah, to, to, to get around yeah, and to see what is written here and what, what helps me. And that is, that is the one thing that I would mention. And the second thing is that I'm also um, a photographer, so hobby photographer with my camera, and then I do the nice uh, raw pictures. And uh, then you need to process them usually. And then you know, I would use usually uh, Adobe stuff. Yeah? So could you could use also other products. But there you also have some more intelligent stuff, yeah, like removing uh, some 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 noise or removing some uh, portions of the image which you don't want uh, to have in, yeah, and uh, and that's that's quite intelligent and that's also extremely nice and that's then about the picture processing aspects. Yeah. So so I love about both and, and there are a lot of other examples, but that's what I would mention immediately. Awesome, Mark Note. I like uh, both these examples, and I pretty much am a big user of these products without even realizing that I use them. That's how inherently it has happened for me as well. And great examples. Over to you, Anna. Um, could you provide some examples uh, similar to what uh, you have been um, uh, going through, I think, in your personal or professional lives? So there are several things that come to mind. But if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with Gmail's smart reply and composing features. Um, I'm, I'm a Gmail user myself. And a few years ago, I noticed that Gmail was suggesting replies based on the context of the conversation. And they made it really easy to use these features. So you can just click on the smart reply that fits the best and just send it out. This is nice and works well for quick replies, but then they came up with Smart Compose, which just, which just takes it to the next level, really. So when you're writing an email, the suggestions to complete the sentence appear as you're typing. You can also personalize your Smart Compose based on your writing style. And really it's, it's crazy, but um, it's actually surprisingly accurate in my experience, both in English and Portuguese. And um, an honorable mention as well would be Netflix recommendations. Um, it's not easy to navigate through the thousands of options that are available when it comes to entertainment nowadays. So having personalized recommendations um, in an effective way uh, to reduce, uh, helps me reducing the time that I spend on finding something interesting to watch. Awesome, amazing, uh, Anna. And these are some of those features as well I and many other people, I believe we use without even realizing that there is a lot of machine learning involved or machine learning or AI involved in these kind of uh, tasks that we daily perform. We have come a long way, I think, in our AI journey as a community, I believe. So um, 
Thanks, uh, both of you. Uh, let us maybe take a quick break before we get into the topic of our uh, today's conversation. All right, welcome back. So now, uh, now that we went through our uh, teaser questions, let us now get into the main meat of our conversation or the main topic of today's conversation, uh, which is situation handling. I know the name sounds a bit different to explain to the AI audience, but there is a lot of AI embedded into it. How can you, maybe I'll first put this question to you, Anna. How can you explain in simple terms what is situation handling framework in the context of AI? Uh, you know, many people, I think they easily understand when we talk about RPA or machine learning, because RPA is something like it. RPA bots execute a task. Uh, machine learning, we know that we optimize the things that we are doing, but in the context of situation handling, understand that it reacts to a particular inc uh, incident, but can you help elaborate a bit on this and so that we get the concept a bit more easier for the audience to understand? Absolutely. Um, I think it's important to start by clarifying what a situation is. Uh, there are several issues that can negatively affect business if they're not discovered and addressed in time. Think about uh, upcoming deadlines, pending confirmations, expiring contracts, exceeding budgets. Um, business users still need to search for this kind of information in the system, which often implies looking for hints in reports. And typically there are a lot of manual steps required to identify certain business situations. And it may happen that um, some of these issues end up being overlooked by users until it's too late. And here's where situation handling comes in. Situation handling was essentially developed to help users identifying recurring business issues or so-called situations without the need for continuous manual checks. Mm -hmm. Yes, and uh, let me add here, yeah, so situation handling is really about resolving issues requiring attention, yeah, and that means we recognize the issues, yeah, uh, based on the data in the system, yeah, then we identify the users that are responsible to work on them or to resolve those issues, we use responsibility management, by the way, for doing so, and then we support the user in the best way we can to resolve the issue. Yeah, so it's really a proactive, uh, uh, helpful system that we are doing. And then in the background, we are capturing data on the process. Yeah, so whenever a situation occurs, we know that uh, the situation is then picked up by a user or not. Yeah, so that's open to the user. Uh, we learn about that. We know that it's resolved. We know how it's resolved. And uh, then we also have an automation capability, yeah, which uh, uh, is then first rule-based, but then also can be increasingly machine learning-based. Yeah, and also uh, where we can then do an advanced analysis yeah, based on the data that we collected over time. Yeah, that is uh, a, I like it a lot, and also our customers uh, like it a lot. And that's the approach that we are taking. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I think. Um... I like the way you put it, uh, Anna and uh, uh, Knut. I think the way, like, how do you respond to a particular situation and then how do you put it in the scheme of the things and then uh, kind of anticipate and respond. To get a bit more further into that, and can you maybe, Anna, provide a few examples of how 
these situation handling alerts can deliver the much needed strategic business value yes we understand where it is coming in from but how can it add some strategic value any few thoughts around that Yes, so organizations around the world are facing increasingly more complex challenges. And ultimately, the way that your business deals with all the endless situations that may occur has an impact on several aspects, such as employee productivity, financial performance, and customer satisfaction. As Cliff mentioned, um, situation handling allows you to inform business users automatically about situations that require their attention. So this automated approach of delivering relevant information to the user reduces the need for manual repetitive checks and boosts uh, employee productivity as employees can now focus on higher value tasks. Not only that, but users are also guided through the resolution process and given access to the information required to make accurate decisions. It's also important to note here that if certain issues fall under the radar, that may lead to penalties and overall additional costs that could have been avoided. So for example, if a sales order gets canceled, your production planner should be informed about supply elements that are not needed anymore. In some cases, inaction or inappropriate decisions can even lead to the loss of customers. And so situation handling helps preventing such uh, business issues from escalating by making sure that they are dealt with in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That is very, very helpful, uh, Anna, to kind of uh, put it in perspective uh, with the help of an example. If, if we kind of, uh, let me now pause it a bit and I would like to maybe take a step back and understand how the situation handling framework, the, the whole technology has evolved in the last few years. I know SAP has been working on this concept. Uh, would you like to add a few thoughts around that, Anna? So situation handling has been available since 1802 in S4HANA Cloud and 1809 in on-premise, and it's included in the respective licenses, which means that there are no additional costs associated with it. The standard framework of situation handling allows you to leverage a wide range of SAP delivered use cases across lines of business that can be easily adapted to your business requirements. So far, we have delivered over 120 standard situation templates in the cloud and 87 use cases in on-premise. In addition to that, we also support the automatic resolution of situations with intelligent situation automation service in um, SAP Business Technology Platform. This service processes situations um, that occur in S4HANA or S4HANA Cloud and resolves them automatically using business rules. Besides that, you can also monitor and analyze the situation data for further business process optimization. Now, um, initially customers were restricted to the list of standard situation templates provided by, by SAP, but um, it's finally possible to create custom situation handling use cases as well. The extended framework of situation handling was delivered with S4HANA Cloud 2202 and S4HANA 2021 Feature Pack 1, um, and that gives customers the flexibility to model their own situations. 
Perfect. Just to keep uh, get things in perspective for the audience, I would say that when you say 1802, 1809, it is 2018, February in 2018, September. And when you say 2202, it is the February of uh, 22. Uh, so thanks, uh, Anna, for putting these things in perspective. And it's amazing to know that uh, there are a little over 120 standard situation templates and about 87 use cases available on premise. So that's a humongous amount of information that is already available and how the customers and the partners can leverage. Uh, so before we get into the technical yes. aspects, uh, and maybe you want to add anything here? Yeah, yeah maybe Raghu, let me add one thing here that I recognized. Uh, so for the on-premise or for the private cloud, uh, the extended framework is available for the feature pack two and not for the feature pack one. Yeah, it's a minor thing, but uh, you should be aware of that. Yeah, so it's the feature pack two. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. So what I would uh, do is that uh, before we get into the technical aspects behind this concept, maybe we can take a quick break and then come back and continue our conversation. All right, welcome back. So we have been getting into this interesting conversation about the concept of situation handling. And also we briefly talked about the technical framework behind that. So uh, Anna, again, uh, going a bit further into this, I know there are a few of these technical aspects behind this concept. Can you help elaborate a bit more on this? I mean, the different, you're talking about the situation handling framework and the templates. So can you go a bit more into the, and explain about the different situation types and the situations involved here uh, so that we can get a bit more clarity on that? To put it simply, um, a situation template is a predefined situation handling use case that you can copy to create situation types. The situation type includes all the elements that are necessary to define your situation. So for instance, you may want to inform your accounts payable accountants about blocked supplier invoices that are posted to a specific company code and due for payment within the next seven days. Uh, the company code and the due date in this case are parameters that you can define in the situation type. Additionally, this is where you determine who should be informed about the situation as well. And here's where the integration with responsibility management comes into play. The recipients of the notifications can be defined based on teams or responsibility rules. After the situation type is enabled um, and when the conditions that are defined in the situation type are met, a situation instance is triggered and the end user is informed uh, about it. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I think um, the way that you have explained how the situation type and the situation template, uh, and then how the situation is created out of it is helpful. So, um, Knut, uh, coming back to you, uh, can you provide a bit of a overview about situation handling? We, we did discuss until now the situation handling concept and the framework and the technical aspects behind it. Uh, can you provide a brief overview for our audience, situation handling in the context of AI 
and more so in the context of RPA. I know because we do it in the context of RPA a bit more. A quick overview and also maybe a quick overview of uh, this intelligent situation automation. I know it's a loaded question, but I believe you can uh, talk about it so that it can uh, help the audience. Yeah, um, that, that, that's a really a great question because um, that's a discussion that we sometimes have, yeah, and I like to shed some light onto this, yeah. And um, first, I want to say something around um, is situation handling AI or not, yeah. And in general, I wouldn't care so much, yeah. But after the question, you would then see why, yeah. So, and I don't care so much because I'm a user centric person, yeah. And if the user uh, perceive some uh, behavior of the system as being intelligent, then I would call it intelligent, yeah, because the user perceives it as helpful, as uh, more useful than usually, so it's then intelligent. And uh, the situation handling framework does uh, a variety of things, yeah. And the first thing that I want to mention is that we are recognizing situations based on the data that is available, yeah? and you could say it's maybe by query. But we also have a variety of use cases which uh, surface machine learning results or predictive analytics results. So that means um, contracts that are being consumed earlier or most probably being consumed earlier than expected. That is one of the use cases. Uh, we have some use cases where we recognize that maybe a catalog entry should be proposed. Yeah? And uh, also based on machine learning, and we have other use cases in the sales area where, where that is the case. Yeah? So surfacing stuff that would be otherwise hidden in the data, yeah? and you would have to navigate there to see the machine learning result and then to uh, build on that. Yeah? And the second part is then really the intelligent situation automation, which we constructed right from the beginning yeah? where we, uh, and I talked about the data collection that we are doing and then the kind of uh, supervision of the process. And that means that we not only capture the data of the uh, situation handling, so which situation instance of which type has been recognized, but also we capture something that we call a data context, yeah, which is attribute values of the objects that are involved. Mm -hmm. And uh, we write them out into a JSON document and we offer them at, at an API at S4HANA, S4HANA Cloud. Yeah? Uh, that can be pulled and then data can be collected over time. Yeah? Then you could do advanced analysis and uh, improve the processes, improve the situation handling parameters, etc. And if then uh, you collect it in in sufficient amount of data, then you can hand it over to data science, machine learning. And uh, build your machine learning models on top of that. Yeah. And on the other hand, you can then also react to individual situation instances, which means there is something happening. So a, uh, a delivery is not coming in as expected. Yeah? And then you need to react immediately. Yeah? Mm -hmm. You can then immediately say, I use a rule, yeah? and then you just do it and you don't need to collect data in advance, but you can just do that from day zero on yeah, or day one. And uh, if you have that more sophisticated machine learning models created in the background, then you could also ask them yeah, for a better behavior, for a better uh, uh, yeah, answer to the, to the problem. Yeah? But uh, that is um, already available and all this. Yeah? So the data collection part and the intelligent automation part 
both we um, put together in a service that we call intelligent situation automation. Yeah? And that is uh, available on the BTP. And uh, as said, uh, we are doing here the data collection analysis and, and automation part, connecting also, by the way, uh, to the uh, to, to external services, if you wish. And uh, we also did some uh, research how to connect to RPA. Yeah, mm -hmm. And uh, because that's a robotic process automation, and then we can do so. We didn't finally implement it to the end. Yeah, but if you have uh, as a customer, yeah, so when you're listening and you are a customer and you would really need that, then please approach us, and, and then we can maybe uh, bring that uh, higher up in our uh, backlog. Yeah, and, um, yeah, that is that is I think what we can say. So it's so, so it's mainly about a framework which connects the human, the, the, the human support, so supporting the users. And on the other hand, having the automation capabilities, also supporting uh, analytical people in the background mm -hmm. yeah, to improve all the processes and, and, and bring that together. Yeah? And that is something that uh, I, I would consider quite helpful and, 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 and you should try it out if you haven't. Yeah? That is a very comprehensive explanation, Knut. I like the way you've completely explained the end-to-end -end process and where and how situation handling acts as the glue between these various components and completes an AI process or when you're embedding AI into the complete end-to-end uh, -end business processes. And coming from SAP, and I'm pretty sure I think customers and partners would love it because SAP is the king of business software. And I believe this is how we have uh, uh, embedding AI into the business processes. Thanks for that comprehensive uh, answer, uh, Knut. Uh, I would maybe give the audience a bit to digest on that because it's a very complete answer on that. Let's take a brief break or brief pause and then come back and continue our conversation. All right, welcome back. We are continuing this interesting conversation about how situation handling is acting as a glue in the in our AI uh, business processes when we are enhancing our business processes. Um, so coming back to you, Anna, uh, I know we have been talking about the situation templates and alerts, how they can be effective in the automation of the business processes. Can you provide some um, examples of uh, the customer use cases that we have or we are building? Yes, we do have several interesting use cases in different areas. Um, one of our use cases in the procurement area is quantity deficit in suppliers delivery. As the name of the template itself uh, indicates, this situation um, can be used to automatically inform purchasers about a deficit in the quantity of materials to be delivered by the supplier. On the finance side also, um, one of our most popular use cases is related to goods receipt and invoice receipt reconciliation, GRIR in short. So basically, um, after a purchase order is created, the goods are eventually delivered and uh, the supplier sends out the invoice. In the end, the GRIR account should ideally be cleared, but in practical terms, there may be differences. And whenever collaboration is required with other parties to clarify these differences, 
a processor can be assigned to the purchasing document, and this processor will be automatically informed about this action item through situation handling. You can also use situation handling to inform your accountants um, or purchasers when an amount deviation on the GIR account for a purchasing document exceeds a certain threshold and its immediate action. Another interesting use case in sales is sales quotation is close to expiring. So once a sales quotation that is not fully converted is about to expire, the responsible salesperson is alerted about this situation. The salesperson can then react immediately by either following up with the customers that have not placed an order, or um, they can also request the field sales to further investigate the reason for the low conversion rate. And finally, um, I do want to talk about our physical inventory monitoring use case as well, which is also a great example of how you can apply intelligent situation automation to automate the resolution of situations. So essentially, businesses who deal with goods for sale need to occasionally check their stock and compare the inventory records in the system with what is in stock. And to do that, the inventory manager creates a physical inventory document and maintains the item count per material. This document is then taken by the warehouse clerk who counts the stock in the warehouse and updates the quantity. In this case, situation handling allows you to inform inventory managers about differences between the physical count and the system count. But um, we can take it one step further here. With intelligent situation automation, you can configure a rule where such differences identified in a certain material should be automatically accepted and the inventory document should be posted. Or you could also look at the quantities and define that if the difference is less than 10 units, for instance, then this difference should be approved and the inventory document should be automatically posted. Otherwise, a recount should be triggered. Whenever such uh, an automation rule applies, no human interaction is required. Otherwise, the user is just informed as usual. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I think uh, so. There are quite a lot of uh, use cases and the breadth of use cases that we have in spanning across the different LOBs that we have, whether it is the procurement or the finance or sales and produce. It's uh, interesting to know that we have so many number of use cases and how situation handling can help enhance these business processes and add intelligence uh, onto it. So uh, to take this a bit further on this question, I think uh, I know we did talk about this configuration and other things. I think uh, so over to you, Knut, I think. Could you help explain what are the different phases or the technical steps that are involved in the creation of the situation template or Maybe to put it in a different way, how easy is it is for the consultant or the partner or the end customer to build and configure these uh, situation templates? Yeah, so um, there are different um, different categories here, if you wish to call it this. Yeah, so the first kind of situation templates. Yeah, we said templates represent the use cases. Uh, the first set of templates are auto-activated with S4HANA Cloud. Yeah? So three of them are auto-activated and they would run immediately if you start your uh, S4HANA Cloud system. And um, 
the uh, trick here is that the uh, there are rules for the responsibilities. So we, I earlier said that we recognize the issues and then we assign it to the users that are responsible for resolving them. And here we use the means to have responsibility management rules. For instance, to, pook, to pick the internal sales rep that is responsible for some sales issue. Yeah, and then we would assign the situation to them and uh, it would automatically run yeah, and observe the system for that. Yeah? And uh, for most use cases, you want to define the responsibilities yourself. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And that is uh, where you then get to the manual activation of existing use cases and the standard framework. We talked about the more than 120 use cases that we pre-deliver here. And if you want to use one of those, you would just um, copy one of those templates into a type, give the type a name, you would connect it to your team definitions and activate it. Mm -hmm. And already then it would start, yeah? and then it would start running and doing, and uh, that's already helpful. And by the way, we had uh, some, some customer where I also was personally involved in a phone call with them. And in, in, in an hour, we explained the concept, we activated two types, in that full hour, and it was already running in the productive system within that full hour. Yeah, so two use cases, yeah, including explanation, going through all that. Yeah. And uh, if you then think of the um, simple activation, yeah, you can then also for the for the pre pre uh, delivered use cases, um, you can then also add conditions and filters, yeah, to improve that. Yeah, so you could, for instance have a different behavior in your location in Asia Pacific compared to Europe. Yeah? And if only if it would be as simple as when should the batch process run for it. Yeah? So maybe before the working hours and the working hours in Asia Pacific are different than in Europe or in the US yeah? and you want mm -hmm. to change that. And you have, want to have uh, differentiators here yeah? or you want to have different uh, amount thresholds in different areas and different plans, or you want to vary your use cases by your uh, material group or your, by your um, uh, purchasing group. Yeah, so all that you can do. Yeah? And uh, then you also want to maybe um, have different team definitions and, 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 and work on your team structures. Yeah, you can also change that. And, and what you should also have uh, should have in mind this, that by the situation handling and by kind of bringing the situations to the users, you can also steer the behavior of the users, you know, mm -hmm. which means when they receive the situation, you know, that's the first step, they, uh, they know of this and they know they have to do something and they get active. You know? uh, and uh, then you have uh, the option to change the text that you provide, so kind of the guidance to the user you know, to steer that behavior. And uh, you might vary those texts by language. Yeah, that's simple, and we always do that in SAP. And I think it's uh, the localization is a strength that we have. Yeah, mm -hmm. we, we leverage this here. And you could also add a link to your process handbook to the right section of your process handbook for this and that situation type, such that a user that is maybe new to your area or kind of that problem doesn't occur too often, then they can also read in the process handbook, yeah, the uh, extended guidance that you would have. And all this together helps a lot. Yeah? And that was about the pre-activated use cases. And then you can also then start modeling your own custom use cases with the extended framework. I said that it's relatively new, 
we have that uh, since this year in cloud and uh, also uh, for the on-premise we and then for the um, private cloud we added it for the feature pack two of the 2021 release it also come in the summer really or in the autumn release for the on-premise again so in the full release and uh, there you can then also build on what we have delivered in the applications yeah that's then a bit more complex again but you have the full freedom then and uh, i think that is uh, that three-stage approach yeah so first um, some use cases are auto activated second you can manually activate the pre-delivered use cases and then do some additional uh, work on the conditions filters and text and third you can model your own use cases with the extended framework if you like Beautiful. I think uh, we are providing all the different kinds of uh, capabilities for the customers and the end users and the partners when they are configuring and building these situation templates, whether it is some of them are auto-activated or some of them are manually activated or then leaving it for them to extend these and do some specific modeling of their custom use cases. Beautiful. I think uh, that is amazing. Maybe what we will do, we'll uh, take a quick break come back and continue our conversation and talk about the key capabilities that are addressed in this. Welcome back. So we have been having these uh, interesting conversation. We talked about uh, technical aspects. We also talked about some of the use cases and the configuration aspects of it. So now, Coming back to you, uh, Knut, uh, can you talk a, briefly about the key capabilities that are addressed with these uh, situation handling templates and the configurations? And maybe also want to put in this question, any special focus on the low-code and no-code approach that we talk about a lot in AI? Yeah. Um, so um, the situation handling always had a focus on making it simple to use. Yeah, and when we started, we wanted to make it as simple as possible and not coding deeply in, in, in our nice ABAP environment, but really bringing it to the uh, users. And the uh, idea was bringing it to the business users uh, or at least those people taking care of the extensibility. And when you look at our standard framework and the pre-delivered types, there's really no code required to do, to activate the situations, to work on the conditions, to improve the text for your um, purposes that you have in your local environment. And uh, so that is really a no code stuff. Yeah? And then I would say, if you come to the, uh, to, the, to the modeling of your own use cases, yeah, I would not call it any more no code yeah? because you need some technical knowledge of the applications below, mm -hmm. yeah? which is then, uh, like uh, which CDS views are exposed, so which data is available from the applications and uh, which events are there to be consumed, yeah, which means can I react immediately on some changes of the data yeah, and uh, do I want to have that immediate reaction and how would I connect to it? Yeah? And that is something uh, or which applications are there to navigate? Yeah? That is the knowledge that you would need. Yeah? And still then, uh, we offer a Fury environment where you can then model your application, your, your use cases, mm -hmm. and where you can model what we call situation objects. 
the situation objects are kind of the connection to the application. So you would have, for instance, some object which is about the sales order. Yeah? And then you would connect to the sales order data in the system. And the sales order data is exposed with a so-called CDS view. And uh, you would find it and you would just enter the ID of it. And then you have the connection. Yeah? You can also uh, connect to the change event on that sales order. And then you can react to immediate changes of your sales order. Yeah? And, then you can build on that and say, okay, which attributes do I want to use and which attributes do I want to use for conditions, which attributes do I want to see in my so-called situation page. Yeah, mm -hmm. And I can model all that in a kind of three-step approach. So first, the connection to the technical artifacts and the objects. Second, we connect some objects into a scenario, which would be then around the sales order, the wider sales order, for instance. And uh, where we also say, oh, this is the responsibility management context. So where would I define my responsibilities and how do I connect to them? And then I create some templates. Yeah, that is the use cases, building upon the scenarios. Mm -hmm. And then it's ready to use. Yeah, And uh, all this, yeah, um, I would call it a low-code environment because you just connect to the stuff that you know. And building on that, you're just doing modeling steps that build upon each other, where you have then also some uh, intelligent support in our applications, yeah, to uh, not make any mistakes, hopefully, yeah. And then uh, you have your properly modeled use cases, and you can just activate them, and you can roll them out in your organization. And that is with our new extended framework. We also support the full uh, transportability of of the um, of the use cases such that you can use them properly and, and test them before, yeah. Beautiful. I think um, we are kind of creating it simplistically for the end user to use these situation templates or the use cases, the way uh, how you have explained that how easily or how simplistically it can be implemented and uh, used by the end users. Beautiful. I like the way you put it. Uh, Maybe now I have a follow-up question on that to Anna and then later on to you as well, maybe. Uh, how are these situation templates and configurations integrated in our SAP applications, uh, Anna, maybe like our SAP, for example, SAP S4 HANA Cloud or any other applications as well? So could you highlight a bit or provide some high-level thoughts around this, Anna? Uh, if, and another question is that, are we using it only with this for HANA Cloud or are they used in other SAP applications as well? Right, so there is definitely an integration in place um, in different ways. So in S4 HANA situations appear as notifications to the users either in the Fury Launchpad um, or also by email. Mm -hmm. In addition to these notifications, the relevant users can have an overview of the open situations in their area of responsibility in the My Situations app. The user can navigate from the entry in this app either to a situation page or a pre-filtered business app focusing on the issue with situation and contextual information included as well as possible uh, solution proposals. Um, finally, all users with authorization to access the relevant Fury apps and see the objects, um, they can also see a situation indication in the app. A situation indication is a Fury UX element 
that indicates the existence of a situation instance for a particular object. So for, for example, think about um, a scenario where a project manager navigates into an app where they can find an overview of the projects that they are responsible for and their status. Mm -hmm. um, in this kind of project list, you'll spot a situation indicator in the shape of an orange triangle, similar to a warning sign mm -hmm. on the projects where an issue has been identified. So this way you can immediately spot which business objects have issues that need to be addressed. And when you click on this uh, situation indicator, you'll get a popover with the preview of the situation and you can click on more details for further information as well. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yes, and, yeah. and uh, talking about integration, yeah, so that uh, means several aspects. Yeah? So it's not does not only mean you can see in the applications, the situations yeah, and also in your UI your applications, but it's also that uh, this uh, situation handling and the automation go hand in hand, which means that some of the uh, use cases might get automated, yeah, but you never get 100% automated yeah, of, of all cases. Yeah? And that means that uh, sometimes then um, the automation did not, uh, yeah, was not performed yeah, for maybe uh, because the definition wasn't that way, above a certain threshold, you want the human to react on that. Mm -hmm. or you have a compliance question yeah, and then you want to bring that to the user right. or simply the rule says for this plant we don't automate yeah, and then you want to bring it back to the user and uh, then the situation appears to the user even if it was hidden before for the automate uh, because it was handled automatically yeah okay. and that hand in hand thing is something where we had a lot of thoughts and where we invested a lot uh, to have that yeah. And um, in the second part of your question, Ragu, you asked for if the situation handling would be only available in S4HANA. And today, this is true. So we were focusing on S4HANA because it's our main and focus product, and we want to bring it to most of our customers. But we are um, always dreaming, or we were always dreaming, to bring it to all applications that we offer as SAP. And the idea is to bring it into the uh, SAP BTP, a business technology platform as a service that can be connected to also the cloud native stuff. Um, but I have to say as a disclaimer here, this is the state of planning and we will, and I cannot tell you a date when we will have it, yeah, but right. um, stay tuned here. And it's really something that we dream of and that we are working on to get that, uh, to get that done yeah, and realized. Perfect. No, I agree, I agree with you. Uh, uh, Note. I think there are a lot of things happening, and of course, we'll stay tuned for these amazing uh, uh, advancements that are happening. Uh, so maybe let's take a quick break and come back and do the key takeaways and closing remarks. All right, uh, welcome back. We had an amazing conversation with you both, Anna and uh, Knut. So before we close this uh, podcast uh, session, maybe I would like to give you some opportunity to talk about or provide some key takeaways and closing remarks for our audience. Anna, do you want to provide first your thoughts? Absolutely. Um, so why should you use situation handling, right? 
Situation handling provides proactive user support by detecting exceptions in business processes and bringing them to the attention of the right users, um, ensuring that the user is given access to the information that they need to make informed decisions, and also proposing a possible course of action. But that's not all. Um, Knut, what are your thoughts as well? Yes, and that is the user-centric part. And uh, in the background, yeah, we do the data collection analysis and uh, for the uh, advanced problem analysis, uh, for the automation steps, and uh, for the process improvements by more analytical users. And when you then collected enough data, yeah, then you can hand over the data to your data science processes. You can do the machine learning. You can create your machine learning models. and um, as said earlier, yeah, so we start with rule-based automation, then you can continue into the data science processes. And uh, if you wish, yeah, then uh, please approach us and ask us for the uh, ready-to-use integrations with the RPA. Yeah. Thank you a lot. And uh, that was what I wanted. Thank you, uh, Anna. Thank you, Knut. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you very much, Rago. Thank you for having us. And uh, it was a good opportunity to talk, talk about this also in the context of uh, AI. Thank you. All right, let us now wrap up this interesting conversation that we had with our guests today. I would first like to thank our guests, Anna Gonsalves and Knut Monske, for taking the time and explaining the concepts about this uh, technology of how these alert mechanism or how do we anticipate what is happening and how this is incorporated in the business processes. And as we know that SAP has pioneered this and enhanced the business processes with this concept and how it can enhance these uh, the AI technologies and how it can enhance the end-to-end -end business processes. For further discussion on this, or if you have more questions, feel free to reach out to me or my guests directly. And we have many more demos and conversations that could happen. As always, you could reach out to my other podcasts by searching up my name, Raghu Banda, or searching up machine learning and AI applications, and you will find a lot more podcasts on the different concepts around AI and the enterprise applications. You could also provide feedback by reaching out to my social media handles, RK Banda or Raghu Banda on Twitter. So you could reach out directly on my Twitter handle, RK Banda or Raghu Banda on LinkedIn and provide your feedback. Alternatively, you could also send me an email at venkata.ragu.banda at sap.com or on my personal email ID, ragu.banda at incia.edu. As always, if you have more interesting questions or if you have more topics that you would want me to talk about or interview some of the guests, feel free to send again your uh, feedback or questions. Finally, I would like to close this conversation by thanking you all for taking your time and tuning in and listening into this conversation. Happy predicting the future with AI technologies. Thank you and bye-bye now. <laughs>